about this? We're an odd group of folks, aren't we? I mean, let's just think about who's gathered here in Estes Chapel, who's joining us online. Most of us, in some form or fashion, are ministry leaders. Isn't that kind of an odd demographic? Ministry leaders. <laughs> and so I hope, I like to laugh. So I hope that um, this is okay. It's not too much of bad manners. It may not be proper home training. But uh, I'm wondering if some of you have in your closets at home stuff like I have in my closet. So, here I have a cassock, and uh, this is what I wore in Ghana. Uh, I was a missionary and a pastor in West Africa, and I wanted to adapt and contextualize, and I looked around and saw that uh, pastors wear clergy collars and robes, and so I got me one. And then in Ghana, they, they're famous for beautiful woven kente cloth. And so this was a gift to me. Isn't it just beautiful? It's one of my favorite stoles. And um, so I, I would be in Ghana and I would look the part and I could be distinguished. Yes, when I got my seat of honor. Okay, what else do I have in my closet? Okay. Okay. I know. I'm crazy. I know. So I have one of these in my closet. Uh, this is an alb. It's an alb, and you'll notice how it's um, kind of simple, right? It kind of has its, its history in a look of servanthood, right? That's our theme this year, so that's good. And uh, we can dress it up. We can dress it up in a liturgical color, or if it's a wedding, we can wear white. And so we can look good. I can look good and also humble, and, 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 and that's good, okay. Okay, oh, here we go. So I got to wear this just a few weeks ago, uh, opening of the, ser the, the semester at the seminary, right? This is my formal robe. And um, we had a processional, and um, I got to wear this hood. Um, and this proves that I have uh, a master's degree. I'm a graduate of Asbury Theological Seminary. That's right. And when I processed in, I'm just going to say, I looked rather impressive, though I didn't have the three bars that um, really makes, you know, kind of, you go to the front of the line, but, <laughs> but um, I, I don't have a doctorate, so I wasn't quite as... Stop. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus thought, he said, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at the banquets, 
They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance, saying long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. This is the word of God for the people of God. So what do I do with that text? I'm a Christian religious leader. What do we do with that text? We who are training to be ministry leaders. We who are training to go out and serve and lead. What do we do? Do you think Jesus meant that all robes are bad? My personal opinion is um, that Jesus was getting past the robes to some deeper heart attitudes. So for those of you who are here in the room, you can relax. If you're from a tradition of of vestments, of robe wearing, I'm not dishing y'all. In fact, as you've noticed from my closet, I have a few. (laughs) I think vestments can be a lovely, beautiful way to worship the Lord. But I think there's something up underneath Jesus saying, beware of the scribes who parade around in long robes. Don't you? And and for those of you who are here today and you're like, well, I'm off the hook. I'm from a church background where we don't do robes. Uh, I want to gently say, wait a minute. You might not be off the hook. Can we just think about um, the ways that we... um, kind of have robes, per se, as ministry leaders, modern robes. I'll name a few. I'll point the finger at me. And these are all probably good things in and of themselves, but what they can slowly drip across me is the problem. Um, So becoming a pastor, I got me a big desk with a name tag, People called me pastor. People assumed I had a direct line to heaven because I was pastor now. People became deferential to me. When I would stand up to speak, many people would take it as gospel truth, every word that came out of my mouth. I had a special parking place. I started being surrounded by people who would tell me day in and day out that I'm wonderful. It was easy to get puffed up, you know? It was a little bit easy to start, you know, I'm a pastor. Beware of the scribes. Beware of the religious leaders who like to go around in their long robes to be greeted in the marketplace, to get the seats of honor. What was he getting at? What was Jesus getting at? He was getting at the problem is that we, as ministry leaders, we can get into self-aggrandizement. We can get into being puffed up. We can confuse the role and the position and the title for holiness. Anybody here? I remember being a a new pastor. I'll point at me. I remember being a new pastor 
And I remember wafting between two extremes. One, you know, going to an event, needing to be seen, being told I'm wonderful, and kind of getting a little too full of myself. And I was young and had a lot of spiritual growing up to do. And yet I was tempted to kind of be pompous. And on the other side was another temptation. Because I sensed other people putting me on a pedestal, because everything they thought I did was great, I was also afraid sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Afraid to fail. Afraid that I couldn't stand on that pedestal. And so I was tempted to become somewhat plastic. Thank you for that. And come on. If you've been in, in church any length of time, you know what I'm talking about. You know that ability when you've been a ministry leader for a while, you can kind of play church? Hmm? You know, you can kind of sit up in the seat of honor and put on a really spiritual-looking face, you know? And yet, inside, the heart might not be right. And, and, and how do we deal with that? And Jesus, in this text, was talking to his disciples, his followers, the ones he was training. And he said, beware. Beware, be careful, be warned of religious leaders who use their power and position and they have pride in their hearts. The scripture says a lot about pride, doesn't it? Huh? You probably know a few verses, right? God opposes the but gives grace to the humble. And I think under the robe wearing of the religious leaders, there was a problem, a hidden problem of pride. But the scripture doesn't start, stop there. You know, it's just three verses, right? In Mark 12, just three verses. But then it goes on. Beware of the religious leaders who devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. What is Jesus getting at here? Devouring widows' houses. Have you noticed, like I'm noticing in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, we're exhorted continually to take care of the vulnerable. Hmm? In the passage we just had read, in James, we're, we're told to, to look out for widows and orphans. All throughout the Old Testament, we're exhorted to care for the foreigner. People of Israel, remember, you too were a foreigner. And so here in this text, Jesus is pointing to the good guys, huh? the religious leaders, and saying they're devouring widows' houses. There is inside injustice and greed. The religious leaders were learning how to pray on the vulnerable, on the elderly, on the widows, and to ask for sums of money while they themselves were becoming wealthy. They themselves were propelling injustice. And yet it was often hidden. 
just in the last week in the news, haven't we been reading about leaders? Leaders hiding wealth, many of them gaining wealth at the expense of others through oppression and injustice. We've been reading about clergy. This week it's the Catholic Church, next week it'll be a different church. How ministers of the cloth are using their position and power to abuse. Foreigners, foreigners in, on the edge of this country being treated very cruelly. That's all been in our news. And isn't it easy, brothers and sisters, isn't it easy as religious leaders to read through the news and to be judgmental and kind of pompously look down our noses at those leaders? And meanwhile, there's some specks in our eyes. There's some blind spots. And Jesus was calling this out. If you don't believe me, go to Matthew 23 and read about all the woes. Hypocrisy lawlessness you who say do this but then you don't do it don't act don't pretend don't just clean the outside and look shiny clean the inside of the cup and so today i just want to exhort all of us me too boy this text has been working me over that we need to empty ourselves as religious leaders. We need to be on guard to not repeat the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes' big no-nos. Ready to so grasp at power, they were ready to crucify Jesus. A few, uh, not too long ago, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I sensed a word of the Lord to me. And I've been praying for a long time about, do I share this for the community? Is this a word also for the Asbury community? And so I, I share this sensing it, it may be. And I'd also invite you, right, test the words of the prophet. Chew the meat, spit out the bones. But I woke up in the night out of a dead sleep and heard this. Be careful. Be careful at what impresses you. Be careful at what impresses you. And so I want to just exhort us. Can we just kind of get over ourselves and just not be overly impressive? Can I just say, uh, my goal today is to kind of be a little bit foolish, actually, but to point to the one who is impressive. Can I get an amen? amen? To Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Now that's impressive. To God, our Father. Huh? To God, our Father, who so loved the world that he gave his only son. Now that's impressive to the Holy Spirit, the mighty Holy Spirit who in perfect unity works with the Father and the Son and refuses to be manipulated.
Brothers and sisters, let's be the kind of servant leaders that are not so impressed with our own selves, but are real quick to impress upon others the one who is impressive. Amen.